On today's episode of Strike Gold, we talk about Instagram marketing, the exact framework we use to build tens of thousands of followers. I'm just writing down notes. It's going to be it's going to be a bomb. This is Jonathan Kahn and Roy Provarchik, and you're listening to Strike Gold. Strike Gold. Episode 007. 007. That was cool having the intro being the James Bond song. Yeah, I think that was a very cool move. And also because we have Sean Connery. No, no, we don't. No. Okay, so no. Do you notice that when you speak like Sean Connery, you have to have that little whistle in the side of your mouth? Guys, Sean Connery is in the studio right now with us talking about marketing, James marketing. Bond. And uh, and I I don't I'm I'm lying. He's not here. He's not here. It was Jonathan all along. It was always me. Um, Disappointed. So, hey. <laughs> Both of us. No, it's not. It's not something to be. But actually, he's really old now. Just so you know. What, that, what were you saying? I'm just saying no because like I was thinking like it would be cool to have him here, but I remember him. I actually saw him in real life. Right there was this moment we were in uh, California as a family. It was very little, and I knew we all knew from the moment we were young that my mom gets a pass on Sean Connery. From my dad. That was like her thing. I don't know why we all knew this from a young age. I don't know. I think that's <laughs> horrible. But we all knew that he, she had a pass. She was like, Sean Connery is the only one I have a pass. Right? And we were in Hollywood. We were like, we accidentally came to the hotel during like the like, uh, Golden Globes or some weird shit like that. And in the lobby, we see Sean Connery. He's a huge, tall dude. Right? And my mom is standing there and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And my dad had the biggest grin on his face. And I was like, this is weird because she gets a pass. Why is he smiling? And then my dad goes, so go. And now's your <laughs> chance. And my mom, was like, my mom was like, no, no, I can't. I can't bother him. He's in the middle. He's in the middle of stuff. And my dad's like, no, no, go. Now's your chance. Go take your pass. And she was like, no, he's, he's in the, I can't right now. He's busy. And that was just like the memory of Sean Connery in my head. So when you were like, oh, Sean Connery's here. Are you excited? I'm like, no, he's with my mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daddy? No, um, no, I'd be way cooler if I was Sean Connery's kid. Um, sorry, Dad. Doing here? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Anyways, stop this. So, so if you Roy. just joined in, um, so this is a marketing advice podcast where we talk about love. <laughs> we talk about we try and help marketers every once in a while. Stick with us. We're gonna have a fantastic show. We're actually gonna follow up on a promise from last week. And I'm going to give Jonathan the framework that we use to grow Instagram accounts to tens of thousands of followers, generating leads. We're gonna, I'm going to show the exact framework that we use. So, uh, But first, a quick message from our sponsors. Hey, John. Hi, Alex. So, how's it going with that fintech company? Well, it's just a startup now, but we decided to start looking into offices. Hmm, have you heard of Rise by any chance? Hmm, Rise, I have heard of them. They're a uh, fintech uh, co-working space, no? That's right, but they're much more than that. They're the kind of people who understand what you need. They help you, help you grow and do better. Rise, a co-working space that doesn't just have fintech companies sit around, but they're growing. I'm envious of the people who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I don't know what's happening. All right, right, we're going back. All right, because there's also a little bit of a dilemma here, which is that Roy doesn't think that I'll actually take all of his suggestions seriously, 
and then I'll implement them on my social. You know why? Because I'm you because said they're I'm lazy. a slacker. Because you sound lazy. Yeah. Well, I use Slack. That's yeah. what they call me. A Slacker. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. I see you all the Slack groups I'm all the fucking day long. I use Slack, so they call me a Slacker. I never yeah. understood why they ever did a campaign with that. Slacking off. Ah, uh, because I think that's what Slack really is. And they just don't want to say it in your face. It's like the biggest time waster in the world. It's worse than emails. No, giving someone some slack means giving me just enough rope to be able to, to do things. No, like, but somebody is a slacker, it's like being lazy. It's like yeah, being, yeah, but that's what I understand. So why don't they own that in the campaign about being being a slacker is no longer being lazy? Like kind of like flip it on ah, its head. Because, because, it, it, because it, you, you'll be more productive. No, but you can really see that slack is the biggest time waster in the world. <laughs> That's not what they're saying in their commercials. No, but that's they're what like productivity is. to the highest, right? Like to get things it, done. It's actually text all day instead of just like every an hour or so. You know, it's true. It's like I see my wife all day on. I she used to be on Instagram wasting her time. Now she's wasting her time on Slack. Slacking off. It's disgusting. Yeah. Anyways, so basically, uh, okay. On, so on the last episode, what Roy happened? Made, Roy made. Roy kind of put his put his. Mouth where his money is. Well, I don't know. He put his mouth on the microphone and licked it. <laughs> no, he, he went out and said that I can help people just blow up their Instagram. And I looked at him. My eyes started to, like, just tear up a little. I had that little, like, sparkle you get in anime series. And I just looked at him and I was like, do it for me. Do it for me. I, I, I want to give broader context. So the other day, Jonathan was crying. <laughs> and he was saying, I'm doing all my Instagram shit, and nobody follows. No nobody one cares. cares. You, a lot of people like me. But then they unlike me immediately after because my numbers are not going up and how many people are following me. Yeah. All these, all these half-naked people and brands that they like me, they don't really like me, Roy. They don't really like you, man. <laughs> they don't really like me. No, but I get real... I get... You know what you would say? You'd be like, your engagement, blah, blah, blah. But the people don't care. They want, I want, like, following. I want more engagement. So I get a lot of people who write me messages. I get a lot of people who, who care about how awesome my stuff is. Boy, let's be honest. Sometimes you even not. <laughs> no, but, like, um, I, I get, like, responses. People think my great, I'm great stuff. Oh, by the way, ever since we started doing this podcast, people start befriending me on Facebook. Okay? But I don't like Facebook because it's just a place where I used to put things up, and now I just, now it's the place that I, when I check off that little thing on my Instagram, share also on Facebook this image, and then I share it on there too. What I really like about this conversation is that you my, start by hating old people, but you're hitting all the right marks on old people. No, I'm a young person. I don't care about Facebook anymore. I hardly care about social media, Roy. That's right. I'm all, I'm all like, off. I care about the world and, and feeling good about myself. See how young I am? Hey, did you ever move to Boca? What was right? <laughs> no, I was saying that's what, Florida when I meet young people, that's what they sound like. They sound like they're like, "What social media? Ugh, I don't do that anymore. I use I use uh, WhatsApp or or iMessage or whatever. That's the only communications I need. That's the only connectivity I need. And then they're like, I experience the the moments. I'm like, make me sick. <laughs> no, moments is a new social app. Uh, cool, cool. <laughs> like, I'm like, go on my Instagram and subscribe. Um, okay, so Roy's going to give us some tips and tricks and uh, teach us how to be, you know, rock stars on Instagram. So, uh, so yeah, so last time we basically said, I said... Next episode, guys, hold me accountable for this. We're going to do a framework on how you increase followers. This is the exact tactics that we use to get like uh, our some of the brands we work with to tens of thousands of followers. 
You know what, Jonathan? Do I have to have good content, first of all? Yeah. We're yeah. gonna yeah, we're gonna go over all that oh, okay. shit. Alright, here we go. Um Okay. So basically Jonathan said, I wanna be an Instagram superstar. That's exactly what I said. But he didn't want to go to the gym. So, <laughs> so, so he actually, so he can't have his looks to count on. Except for that beautiful face. That's not true. I invested in tits. I'm going to have them in a month. And I'm going to get insane followers. <laughs> That's what I heard works. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I can't say that either? No. God damn it. No. So, basically, what I'm going to share with Jonathan right now, as a secret, uh, no, and with all our podcast listeners... Uh, I'm, I just kind of want to basically share with you the framework that we use when we want to grow an Instagram account. Cool. So I want to talk about the prep. I want to talk about the strategies. And I want to talk about... Well, that's actually... The okay, one actually it sounded pretty, really yeah. sexual. Like, the prep, I was like, oh my God. Uh, I was like, I'm taking my shirt <laughs> the for this. strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go in strong. Okay. All right, go. How to penetrate a market... <laughs> Have. And again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can use this process to do it again and again and again. Nice. So, uh, okay. So, basically, you would start... Every time we like we go and we try uh, and grow an Instagram account, we start by actually thinking about the time frame, uh, how we're going to track our progress, how, uh, what growth rates are we, expect, uh, are we aiming for, and uh, we're going to track follower count. So, okay. those are the things we start with. So time frame would be like okay we want to grow Instagram account so we talk about what's the time frame just it's just From basically today, goal setting tomorrow, yeah, 1 million yeah, followers <laughs> yeah that, that's the numbers we okay, we it, usually deal it. with uh, uh, so basically I would just like this, this is a project plan you know I just want to have time frames I want to know what I'm going to track um, how are we tracking how do you track so what I tra- we use so I basically do we do three things we track engagement through Instagram insights there's also like uh, there's also. Do I need to run an ad for me to be able to see that? No, it's no. not like Google. No. Um, cool. So basically, you can use. Uh, I was always afraid to go there because I assume they're gonna want my credit card. <laughs> no, what's the, so we, this one we use? I never remember the name. It's like pick something. Um, uh, 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 oh God, what was the name of this? It's okay. All this can be edited. No, you can hear me clickety click on my computer. Click this click is real. This is processing. Process. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. You can you can hear his his computer loading. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so um, so for tracking, uh, so we have the Instagram insights and analytics because we use face, uh, Instagram like the business account. Uh, one of the things that one of my most important tips about tracking with Instagram is that you. So Google Analytics doesn't know how to really understand your. Uh, I, oh wait, it's IconSquare. IconSquare is a really good platform for uh, is it Instagram an app or like a website. No, it's a website. It's okay, a really cool. good uh, analytic tool for yeah, Instagram. So we use that to measure. Uh, and what we do is that we put in uh, the link in the bio and all that shit. So Google Analytics is not really good at identifying Instagram traffic. It doesn't have that thing that we have with other social media networks like Facebook, Twitter, etc. So when you go to your Google Analytics, you're not going to see an Instagram uh, segment. So you have to create it yourself kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about this in a second. So talking about the, everything that's around framework and, and preparation. So starting with the basics is that we make sure that the Instagram name uh, has to do something with the brand or whatever one the brand. So it might be the company name or the CEO or whoever's the person or 
uh, we want to... I want to be an influencer. So that's like self-branding. So I just... Okay. So, I, so, branding. so you... Yeah, like, you, one of the interesting things was, like, I, my name is, you know, John, John K85. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, thinking, do I change it to my name name? Like, do I just change it? Like, if someone searches Jonathan Khan, they'll find me, I think. No, but I think... First of all, yeah, because you have name and you have... Yeah, uh, so I'm wondering, should yeah, I have so to you're change gonna, it? No, I would, st- I would stick with it. Cool. So, um, going into the, writing the bio, so you always do like a short, punchy description of what you actually do. Um, and you, I would always use like an identifier for who you're doing it for. So, for example, you'd say like a creative person. So, do a creative person for tech companies and startups, for example. I would kind of point to the target audience that I want to get. Uh, what, in your bio? In your, okay, in your bio, you're saying in the definition you would... Yeah, I would like, like if I'm, okay, so you want to be, I'm, I'm a, let's say, it's about who I'm attracting or who I am? It's about who you want to get, who you want to attract. Okay. Like people that, so for example, if I'm, uh, if, if I'm doing like B2B for marketers, so I would do like share amazing tips and tricks for startup marketers, growth hackers, and content marketers. So like they'll easily know that I'm a channel they want to ah, follow. Okay, got it. Um, so... I use emojis, and I think emojis in your bio is, like, super helpful because you don't... Like, you have, I think, 160 characters limit. So that's... First of all, it really diversifies it. So when you read the bio, it kind of stands out. So it's really nice. What about uh, weird fonts that you see people doing? So I, I always think... I don't even know how they do it. Like, special characters. I'm guessing they copy-paste it from yeah. their doc, and they just shove it in there, and it yeah. works somehow. Yeah, so I, it depends on what you do. I think the more B2B you are, you kind of want to state something yeah, that's familiar. It. You don't want to make anything too kitsch or weird or... Uh, t- or uh, just so you keep professional and um, and you want to have like a strong call to action. So um, visit our website, listen to our podcast, uh, follow me on uh, click follow or whatever. You want to have some call to action there. Okay. So the things we do before we actually go into uh, so we take the content strategy that we have, the general content strategy, and we basically break it down to how it will be implemented. So Instagram, the things we always prepare in advance is that we create templates per types of content. So for example, let's say that in our content strategy, we have like tips, we have giveaways, we have, I don't know, behind the scenes, quotes, right? So we have a template of how each one should look. So like if the quotes has like a green background or some kind of pattern uh, and specific fonts, Podcast announcement will have different fonts. So we actually have this uh, on my Instagram account. So we have like the, our, uh, the materials we create for our podcast. Yeah. So we always have a specific unique identifiers in the visual, which is how we announce podcasts. So we have like the logo and we have like the black uh, strip with a text on it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many things I share on my story or Instagram that day. Whenever it's something that is related to the podcast, you automatically recognize it. Right. And I have the same thing with my quotes. So you have the green background, like the greenish background. You have specific font signature at the bottom. So every time I create a, a quote, it's going to have those characteristics. So when you do it in advance, it's easier to create a lot of uh, content fast and easy. Uh, if you're, by the way, small company, uh, single entrepreneur, uh, just starting out, you don't want to invest so much money in a designer. So having those kind of easy-to-use branding materials would make it very easy for you to create your own content and re- do really do it fast. Are you concerned with like that someone might look at when they come to the feed? The, the yeah, when they come to the not feed, when they come to your account, that, that everything see a lot of repetitive same. things. So no, because on the overall strategy, you have to make sure that you have, that you have a mix. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you have a lot of quotes and you want to do, so you would maybe want to segment them 
Like if you have inspirational quote versus marketing tips versus, so you're not going to use the same framework. You're going to have different, uh, different ways you present quotes. Like, so for example, you can say when I do inspirational quotes, I'm always going to show uh, like a person in the background yeah, okay. or when I do uh, marketing things, I would always show like a computer in the background, whatever. Got it. Uh, or, or different colors. I would, for each type, I would try and give something that's very unique to its, its own thing. And also, usually, you have to put some personal and behind-the-scenes things in between, so you have that diversity yeah. it as well. So I'm actually wondering, like, if I'm going, let's say, again, I'm going to pull you off to me every yeah. once in a while because we were talking about companies. But if I went to me and my personal brand, um, I'm kind of like this creative dad, family guy who, yeah. you know, I do my creative work and I do this thing. I might, I might try to add a little more creative stuff in there, yeah. um, like a how I work a creative or how I come up with the concepts. Um but I don't see myself putting quotes. Mostly my images. No, like, so again, it has to it has to be part of what you like do. Like my stories are going to be, maybe I could put like a, you know, my stories might have a quote that I might want to pull someone to a story. But then my story disappears within 12 Yeah, hours, but still, so you would ha- I would have a template for that in advance. Say, again, same thing with a podcast. So the templates for the podcast we're creating in advance. We're not, okay. we're not using the regular imagery. And you see that it gets different reactions. Right? Sure. Um, so I would just create every kind of template that I need in advance. I would have guiding lines to what would it look like. So it doesn't have to be like this picture, this color, but it should be like quotes always have a color behind them versus, you know, a specific image, whatever. It's like a small brand book for your Instagram. Uh, so So if if I was doing that, let's say in story, one of the things I could do is let's, let's say if I have a part of my stories where I tell a story, then I always do that on a, my blue chair, Right. Or in like a certain you, you position. You can either do it by, yeah, but, so what I would actually, like but I would actually... Story time with John, like that yeah, kind of thing. But I would actually think about how you frame it with a pre-slide saying like, ready for story time, I would actually say that. Okay. So for example, uh, Lior Franco, which is a good friend, just just really pitched into the doing Instagram stories. And he does this thing where he, he rides his bike every day uh, and he summarizes a podcast or a uh, episode of your book. He listened to an audiobook, so he has like very specific. Like uh, you have the image of the uh, like a screenshot of the podcast or whatever, and and then it goes into like this uh, sequence of text where he. This is what I learned A B C and D. Uh, so oh, that's he doesn't it. actually review it while he's on his bike. No, no. After he finishes and summarizes what he just learned. Oh, I thought he would review it and stories. While no, he's no, 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 no. He it's only text. Ah, okay. Right, um, but you, but then that's actually way cooler. Tell him this idea. He should be doing it on the bike. How no, but no, but be? it doesn't really work. Nobody Why? listens with audio. Ah, god damn it! Right. Um. So, but that's framework. So every time he summarizes a book or or a lesson, it has the same framework of how it looks like. Um. So we'll create the templates in advance, and another thing we'll do is a hashtag research. I'm gonna go deeper into how we do hashtag research, and also how we treat hashtags, uh, when we post them on on pictures. Um, so always remember, this is kind of a stupid thing to remind you because I think most people, they know it, but they actually, know, they actually don't treat it that way. Your post element has the caption, it has image, call to action, a link usually. And each one needs to complement the other element to being one full, really great story. Okay. Okay, like really great piece of content. Uh, most people, they, they kind of solve the image and then they kind of let, like, neglect the copywriting. Or they do like crazy copywriting and have like a shitty image. Mm-hmm. You have to think about how everything fits it's together. It's package together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you have to really think about that when you post your things. So, okay, going into actually uh, start doing the work. So you have to remember that these days you have to work with the Instagram algorithm. 
it's not like in the old days you would just like post something it would be chronological now you actually have to kind of work with the algorithm so it can be a, um and how you have to Wait, understand you're, you're missing something well not necessarily missing right underneath my my description my bio i have those little circles for images like for the Instagram stories that you get to uh, the highlights the highlights so, so i actually thought here Great. What I'm going to do is one day I'll like plan out a series of videos that kind of describe who I am and what kind of things I'm doing. And the first circle there might be like a, an intro to me. So, yeah, but that's going into the content strategy itself. We're going to talk about that as well. I just figured that's the same as a bio, basically. I'm basically making so, a yeah. video bio there right Yeah, there. you can look at it like, like that. And, yeah, so, for example, for now what I'm working on is uh, we want to work for one for the podcast. I want to do one for Stardom, one for all this content, which is basically this is what I do. And the highlight is like this is what I do. This is who I am. So, yeah, it's like an extension of your description. Yeah. Which I just thought it was more of a visual bias. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to look at it. So, uh, going into the work, you need to understand the Instagram algorithm if you really want to get attention. So, you have to remember that whatever tweaks the algorithm is engagement. So, number of likes, comments, video views, save, shares, DMs, etc. on your profile. That gets basically, the higher you get, the more relevant, uh, the more, like, the more um, you are liked by the Instagram algorithm. So um, relevancy is also really important because when you engage with other people's content, right, so it actually also kind of checks and sees uh, if the content you're posting is irrelevant to your, uh, uh, to what you're engaging with the most or also what people are engaging with your content the most. So if, for example, you spend your entire day engaging with, I don't know, photos of Bikini babes, that's what I do a lot. Okay, so that's your thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> your, I, I have a lot of respect for them as well-educated. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know you have a search for <laughs> hashtag me too on Instagram. So, uh, so, uh, so if that's what you do and then you want to get some creative attention or like professional attention, then Instagram would kind of say, wait, it doesn't resonate and you're going to kind of lower your uh, exposure. So you should know that. So I have to watch people who are creating content like mine? If, so if, for example, I want, I want to really be boosted in front of uh, audiences that are creative, startups, etc., I have to engage with that type of content as well. Uh, next thing you have to take into consideration is relationships. So your best friends and people you engage with the most, they're more likely to see your content. So if well, one of the things that we've done now, uh, and I'm sorry, everybody on my Facebook feed, for example, or Instagram, is because we're going and we've, we're launching new products now, new services. So I basically started going very methodically into people that I want to see my content and I'm liking them or starting a conversation with them. So because I know then Facebook is, or Instagram is going to surface my content to them. And now, for example, we just launched the new ATC service. So I can see the people who are engaging with that post suddenly are people who hasn't engaged with me for a long time. But I went and I started kind of engaging with them so they see my content. Right? Um... So timelessness, uh, like how recent the post is, and like the faster, like uh, if it's a new post, get tons of engagement, then you get one thing. If you have a post that hasn't gotten any engagement in the last 10 hours, then you're going to get uh, worse reach, right? Like the, your reach is not going to be as good. Uh, and actually, they also look at the content types that you use. So if you're diversifying, you use pictures and gallery posts and videos, etc., they're, then they're in your favor. Because what happens is that the algorithm knows that if people are seeing more slideshows or videos, they're more likely to do them as well. And that's basically what the algorithm wants other people to do. So by you working with the algorithm, you're going to get more exposure. This is even before you start creating your content. Cool? We're good? Yeah. It's okay. all fake. Instagram's fake. Everything is fake. 
So, uh, oh my okay. god! So this is this is like the basic uh, elements of how we go into Instagram. We're thinking about the work on Instagram, and I want to quickly kind of share. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna quickly share like ten strategies that we use. Um, so one. We start with cross-promotion and unique content. So cross-promotion means that if we already have one channel that is very active, Facebook, newsletter, uh, Twitter, whatever, we would actually cross-promote the content that we have on Instagram, on Facebook. So, for example, uh, a week ago I did this uh, test with the content distribution thing, uh, which I basically did a story with like, uh, what distribution hooks are. So I went to my Facebook and I just said, hey, if you want to know what distribution hooks are, check out my stories right now and did like a promo or preview or whatever. And then I actually got like 10 or 15 new followers. So I basically cross-promote, plus give content that is only unique to Instagram. Because if I'm posting the same thing on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm already following you on Twitter, there's no reason for me to go to Instagram. So make sure that you always have like a unique content per channel. Okay, that was interesting, because I was about to ask you that. I was about to say, if I take my story, I, let's say I have a really good or successful one. Right. And I take it off, I make it into a video, put it on YouTube, and I share that on my Facebook. And I say, you know, this is like a, a day of my Instagram, right? Just to get people so, as a teaser to come back to my so Instagram yeah. and see more. Is so that that's, okay? Yeah. So that's but great. not to post it every day so no. that I don't basically kill exactly. that. Okay, got it. Or what you can do is that if you have like a, like a really good uh, 24 hours of stories, you can take two or three. And so like this is only a part. If you want to see like the, the rest of the story go to my uh, Instagram account. Got it. So, for example, I, like a good strategy would be would have been to create a short story with the two sequences of what distribution hooks are and the benefits and then like one more go to my yeah. story. Uh, so, it's about creating unique content that, you, that there's a reason to follow you on Instagram versus other channels and then cross-promote it so everybody will know that it exists. So, a, another good example is that when I was doing Snapchat more for marketing, so I changed my profile pictures on Insta- on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. To the link, to, to, yeah, to, to the link, and did also did too. something in the cover photo. So that's the cross-promotion for the new channel. Um, then another strategy that we use is basically for engagement. So we use different uh, visual hooks to get people more engaged. So, for example, if you took a, talk about Instagram stories, so you can put an image saying, hey, do you want to know more about this? Tap here to find more. Now, you basically put an arrow to the right, and now, you didn't do any feature, right? Because you, either way, if I would tap it, I would go to your next story. The only thing you're basically suggesting is that if you tap it, you go to the next story. And then people uh, engage with your content. The more they engage, the more Instagram knows your content is interesting. And, and basically, will give you a better exposure. So if you see now that I do a lot of, hey, do you think I should do this or this, yes or no? I just want people to engage with my content more because then Instagram knows it's relevant and it's Again, think about the algorithm. Instagram wants people to engage with you, creates a better community, et cetera, et cetera. So if you can generate engagement, they'll be in your favor. So wait, one second. If I'm watching a clip and I skip it, like yeah. if I'm just going through my skipping moment where I'm just skipping all the different video stories on, yeah. on sorry, or does Facebook, does Instagram have any you know, understanding that I'm not really engaged in these? Yeah, because you see like one second you skip, one second you skip. They can then, see that. They yeah. understand that. Okay, yeah. cool. Right. Um, yeah, they can understand that. Uh, but if, for example, I skip, I skip one and then I stay on the next one, I stay on the next one, stay on the next one and actually spend time, they know that, uh, yeah, that, was that you were not just, you were, you were basically engaging, you were not necessarily skipping. Uh, so asking questions and all that stuff actually gets people to engage with you more, makes you more, uh, uh, your Instagram account more exposed to your feed. 
Uh, next strategy, which I think uh, people can overlook, is the share for share strategy. It's basically finding similar accounts to yours and basically saying, hey, maybe you repost my thing, I'll repost your thing on my account. And then you find like other influencers or people who are kind of in your niche and you basically kind of ch- exchange posts. And they kind of share, they might say, here's an amazing, f- like uh, Jonathan is an amazing dad and a creative dad. Look at what he does with his kids and how we help them to do social better. And he shares like this image that you posted or whatever. And you share the same thing for him, right? So doing the share for shares, usually with this, um, you just want to find, uh, you just want to find people who are kind of related to what you want to get, same target audience. You want to get kind of the same amount of followers because if somebody has 30K and you have 2,000 people, obviously they'll say no or they'll ask you money for it. So you want to get kind of the same amount of people. Now, in terms of what you should expect for results, uh, if we're talking about uh, accounts of 1,000 followers, something like that, and you hear somebody with the same size of audience, you'd usually get between 5 to 10 new followers for each share by um, shout-out for shout-out. Or uh, if you have people with like seven or 10,000 followers and up, you can expect like between 20 to 30 new followers per, uh, okay? Um, so the best ways to find similar accounts is you actually don't have to find a lot of them. You just have to start with finding a few. So so if there's people you know, you can start with that. If, uh, and also when you go to an account and you there's like a arrow thing, when you click on more, it shows you similar accounts. So that's like a really good loop to find more and more relevant accounts. Mm-hmm. You can also use hashtags, for example. If you're using the same hashtags, then you find other accounts that are using the same hashtags. So it might be like similar audiences or really good targets. How so, important is hashtags? So they're really important. We're going to go into this in a second. Oh, okay. Um, so you would actually just, I would basically create a list of all the people, all the accounts that I think are relevant for us based on how many followers they have, et cetera, and we just start pitching them one by one, one by one, mm-hmm. and we're actually going to have a calendar for this. When are you sharing my thing? Okay, it's like 9 p.m. on Monday. I'm going to share yours on this time, and we actually have a cool. calendar for this. Um, okay, now the most questionable strategy, uh, we use it sometimes, depends on clients, but it's the follow-on-follow strategy, which is when you go uh, to a specific account, Basically, what we do is that we find an account that is uh, relevant to our target audience. We see who's following that account, and then we do like follow a hundred of them. Uh, and if they don't follow back within like seventy-two hours, we'll unfollow them. Now, a lot of people see this as very spammy, or they say that it doesn't give you high engagement or what. It's like it's very bullshitty. Now, if you're follow, if you're doing this with the right accounts and you have good content, it works really well. So. Um, the reason, the way I see this is like getting more followers is about getting more attention and then somebody has to decide are you attention worthy or not, right? That's basically it. So the follow and follow for me is like tapping somebody on the shoulder saying, hey, is my account interesting? Hey, is my account interesting? So if I'm sharing valuable content and they're following, I don't know, uh, they're following marketer A and I'm marketer B and my content is relevant to them, I can tap them on the shoulder. If my content is interesting, they'll engage with me. They'll be like, oh, wait, I didn't know this account exists. Follow. And that's good because... Yeah, it's the good because if, if, if my content is relevant for them, then I'm going to get another engaged follower. Now, yeah, I know, but I don't, basic, I don't think that, like, let's say a brand or something like that, I'm not sure if these, these are going to engage back in any way. I don't think they're going to chat me up. No, not the engagement. They're followers. You're not hitting the brands. You're hitting their followers. So let's say that you're... Uh, How am I hitting their followers? Because they'll see that they no, like no, my... No, no. So again, I'll, I'll real explain this. So let's say, uh, let's say you have a creative person you really admire, 
right? And you're like, okay, he does funny things. He also has family things. So like, we have the same audit. Like, if you're following him, you probably will enjoy my content as well. So you go to his profile, see who's following him, right? That's the people you start following. Ah, uh, okay, right? got and, it. And they're like, okay, if you're interested in this topic, I'm also talking about this. This might be interesting for you. Yeah. Now, this gets a bit, really bad rap, mostly... Uh, mostly because most people use it wrong and they use all kind of bots or crappy services and then you get tons of spammy accounts. But if you do this with relevant people and you have high-quality content... Do you... Wait, do you yeah. go in and like a photo of theirs and follow them or just... Uh, no, I just do the following usually. Wait a second. Because they get a lot of these companies basically follow me and they like a photo. Yeah. Um, so that's usually the bots. Goddamn these bots. Um, okay. So, a lot of people don't like the strategy because it sounds very spammy, but if you do it with the right audience... Then you're good. Yeah, that's what I think. And for me, um, the way I measure this is, like, amount of followers I get back and also if my engagement is hurt in any way. So, if I see that I do this and my engagement doesn't go up or, uh, or it stays the same or gets worse, then I know that I'm not doing it right. But, mo- it. like, for a lot of uh, the audiences, it actually works really well. Cool. Um... Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, another strategy that we do, which is like the simplest strategy, we figure out who our target audience is, we just start actually following them. So I want to get more creatives, I will search for more creatives, I will just follow these people and engage with them. A lot of them will just follow the you back. The thing that I'm still stuck on is what you said before, which is that I have to engage with people who are doing things like me to be able to have Instagram appreciate the fact that I'm doing it. Yeah. Which is really weird to you me. No, it just gives context to your account. But it's weird because it doesn't necessarily connect. If I'm a creative person, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to other creative people's uh, Instagram. Well, I'm actually I'm going to artists. I'm going to things. I want to see as many different diverse amounts of things as possible. I'm not yeah, necessarily but, looking but, to see yeah, another but, creative but, marketer. No, but it doesn't mean you have to look at creative marketers. But if you're following art, if you're following marketing, if you're following funny videos, then it somehow relates. If you're just like liking... How are they relating the fact that art is creative or that I'm creative? So usually, you know... To the bio? To the bio, to the hashtags. You know, I, I like okay. saying that's 100% bulletproof. It's not. No. Right? Like the yeah, other. No, no, no. Uh, but they kind of understand the accounts. They know what the accounts are about because they have so many different signals. Also, with you having Facebook attached to it now, it's even crazier. Yeah. So, uh, the strategy number four, which is using relevant hashtags. So, the problem with using relevant hashtags is that most people just kind of bomb it with every shit hashtag they found. So, what we do is that we use a. I'm even worse. I make my own up. It's not the worst, by the way. It's actually really? a good strategy to have one or two that are yours, and but you have to combine them. So what we do is that we use a 10 10 10 strategy. So we basically, we, we use 30 hashtags per post. We use it in the comment, not in the caption. And what we do is that we have 10 small hashtags, 10 medium-sized hashtags, and 10 large hashtags. So small hashtag is 10, is like, it could be 10 to 50,000 mentions in that hashtag. Medium size would be 50 to 200,000. And large hashtag would be 200 to 2 million hashtags. Big mention of that. You know, like people mentioning that hashtag. And we'll basically combine like 10, 10, 10, and 10. So the more, like the smaller one are usually very niche and very focused. So like if you get like, uh, we love red shirts from American Eagle, right? So that's not going to get tons of yeah. uh, searches. But you know it's going to be very, very relevant. If, like, if the hashtag yeah. is relevant for you, you know the people who follow it will be really, really relevant. The bigger the hashtag is, it's hard to be relevant, and the audience is wider, so it's obviously less relevant. So I would always go with stuff that are actually related to your niche. I would not do any, like, IG, Israel, 
uh, Insta good, all that shitty stuff, I would do it. But I would start start with like kind of ten very niche hashtags, broaden a little bit, and then broaden a little bit more. So you have ten, uh, ten, ten, and ten. Cool. So uh, good ways to find the right hashtags. So you have um, there's all kind of. Uh, Services, services for that, yeah. Um, so what I the things that so it's like display purposes is not like the hottest one, uh, which is really good because it has like really good analytics and dissects of what hashtags you can use per topic. But find influencers in your niche uh, that you've seen in the explore page of your Instagram account, okay, and uh, take inspiration from their hashtags, right? Um, second is. Uh, find a hashtag you like or feel is relevant for you, search for it on Instagram, then check the related hashtags that it offers you. Start seeing what else there's out there. Associated. Yeah. Um, so another strategy uh, that works really well is when you use, when you tag hashtags and locations in your stories. The reason is that a lot of the time, like for example, if you, ha- if you use Tel Aviv as a location. Uh, yeah, that I saw actually. I did see that one. Boom, I had one. So, yeah, I hashtag something and then like a mall or something. No, I like did a location, a mall. And then all of a sudden I had a whole bunch more people on that on that story. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? And what basically they, they were searching for the hashtag exactly. and they saw my stuff. Exactly. So, I don't know so locations and relevant hashtags. I guess hashtags. they wanted to just know what was going on at the beach at that yeah. point or something like that. And they just went to check it no, out. No, they also have like there's a filter. There's basically like stories that Instagram pulls out all the hashtags. So like if you write podcasting, you have a podcast story, which is like different people using the hashtag. So it's like a great way to get discovered for relevant content. Uh, another strategy would be takeovers. So takeovers basically means that I'll, like, I'll give you my Instagram for a day, you take my Instagram for a day. So Buffer has been doing this you with their employees. You would never do that, would you? Not with you, ever. Okay. Uh, you heard that, people? He's so mean. <laughs> so, uh, what I, so, so basically it's t- taking other people from target audience and they'll take over your Instagram, they'll push it to their audience and uh, the other way around. So your audience gets more diverse content, which is fun, and then also get like sneak peeks into other people's life, which works really well. Uh, another strategy that works really well is like selfies with others on their profiles. So let's say, for example, that I I'm, need to do a selfie with someone else, or they do I do selfie with so them? So both, because you want to mention them, because then they're going to like you, they're going to talk about you, etc. But you also want to do a, a selfie with somebody you know who's going to post it to their social profiles, because when they post it, they're going to tag you, and they're going to get followers from that. Uh, another strategy uh, is a giveaway. So there are two ways that we use giveaways. We either do it on our channel. Uh, so it'd be like if you follow us, you get this and this, and then we promote the giveaway. Something else that we've been doing lately is that we've been doing giveaways with reward loops. So we use King Sumo for that mostly. Uh, basically what happens is that we do a giveaway for books, for whatever product somebody might want. And, and then... Uh, we have this loop where you can actually get more points uh, by doing s- specific tasks or action items. Okay. So it'd be like you registered, you put in your email. That's nice. If you want to get more entries in the competition, then follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and each each new task you do gives you more entry points. So we just basically put like Instagram in an uh, uh, um, disproportional advantage. So Twitter will give you to. Uh, you know, subscribe to YouTube will give you two points. Yeah, I've done these. Yeah. I never win. Yeah. Uh, so I. So this. Uh, we actually. We actually just just uh, did this. Uh, we actually just did this with the Telegram channel, and we just put like uh, tele. If you join the Telegram, it's like fifteen points more, and we got. Oh really? Yeah. The the books giveaway, 
which in cost was like 100 shekels for the four books. So that's like the acquisition cost. Got us about 250 people on the Telegram channel. Cool. So that's like a really low acquisition cost. Interesting. Okay. Um, another one, uh, which I, this one is a, a one that I actually discourage, but some people find it useful, is there's all kind of in, uh, engagement pods. So Facebook groups, Telegram uh, channels, which is basically people following and hyping each other. It's like you post a new picture, you share it, and they like it, etc. Now, the reason I don't like it because it doesn't give you any value. Some people use it at the beginning so they can hype it to other followers. Uh, but it doesn't give you any value and your engagement rate is quite low and you're not going to get any business out of it. Some people use it at the, at the beginning. So, you know, when you see a picture that has, I don't know, 500 likes or 10,000 likes, then you're more likely to like it as well than when you see a picture with zero likes. So I guess... I some, should be buying likes. No, don't buy them. So the engagement point is basically it's kind of you share, I share kind of thing. Like you like my stuff, I like your stuff. Uh, so you have like, uh, well, usually small groups of 30 or 40 people. But when you post, you get 30 likes from that group. And you can jumpstart your likes. I don't like it just because it just really doesn't generate any value. And it's going to screw up your statistics as well. Because if you're getting 200 likes on every picture you do, but you have zero conversions or real conversation, then it actually doesn't matter that much. Um, so uh, two things are going to paid promotion. One is just the promoting your content. Just have a really good post, promote it, regular shit. Another strategy is that... Would you suggest that for someone who's just doing... Just wants to kind of be an influencer, just kind of wants to be online. Uh, yeah, I think if you want to be an influencer, that's like a serious thing to do. It's not like I'm gonna hobby my way into it. Okay. You have to be like if you want to be a professional, you have to be a professional. Uh, but I would not like sponsor me being funny, or maybe I would if it's like stand up or or. But I would. You have to kind of understand what you're gonna promote. Got it. And why. And the strategy that is not as well known is that basically pay for larger accounts to post a screenshot of your account. Okay. So if you have somebody who's like a, I don't know, like a comedy channel. Which one is, let's say you had a sum of money, which one is better to do? If I had to choose between the both. Run a campaign for whatever amount of money? I would run, I, or I, I, do that. So, so I would run a campaign because I guess the value in terms of the engagement I would get would be higher. The other one will help you boost traffic more. Okay. Um, and that's it. Those are like 12 strategies we use. We actually have some more. But we're kind of going overboard. Yeah, we're so overboard. Yeah. Um, so, so those are like the strategies that we mostly use. So it is a lot of work, as you can yeah, see. Yeah, goddamn. And it's, uh, we use like the Excel sheet that we have for the podcast. We have it so for, crazy. for Instagram I just wanted channels. to have fun. I'm not even sure I no. want to do this. So if you, if you see young influencers, like, the, uh, you know what? It's interesting because uh, you mentioned that, f- you were laughing earlier, you mentioned this is a funny thing, like the, I'm investing in tits so I have like more followers. Yeah. But you was, there's like a billion hot girls on Instagram who have zero followers. And you would see that the influencers, it's not because they're hotter than the other ones, it's that you'll see they actually spend a lot of time engaging and uh, commenting and they actually have hashtag research and they spend a lot of time doing all these things really, really well. Wow. God damn. They'll be doing these things really, really well. I have a lot more respect and for if, them. And if you know what, if you go, if you go to uh, a lot of those influencers, you would see how much they spend in tagging their friends, taking over. And they actually have a research. So you would see, like, 
I had this conversation with an influencer, and she said, like, you would you would uh, think that, oh, she's hot, she gets followers. But no, she actually works at, works at it a lot. She was like, I would like to interview one. Let's bring one. Let's find an uh, Instagram babe and then have her tell us about all the insane amount of work she does. We're gonna, you know what we're going to do? We're going to unprove this to the rest of the world. Everyone thinks, you know how many people have told me that thing, by the way? I don't necessarily believe it. I, kinda, I guess well, I kinda, if you're hot, you're going to get the followers. The thing, yeah. If so, you got no, moves, it's not you're good. true. It's not so, Yeah. This would be really cool. Yeah. And, and I think that the work they put into it is kind of massive. And there's a lot of strategy into it. Now, when you see it, it might look fun because, or they're in parties, they work really, like it's really easy no, for them. They're working their asses off. Yeah. A lot of the times, that's what it is. And they have, so I sat with one and she had like a marketing dashboard and she has like a hashtag research and she's like uh, in Excel. And, oh, you know what? We, wait, I interviewed, uh, I think it was a year ago, Gilly Begone, who, who was a. Uh, Gilly Begone? Like begone. she's begone. Like, she's yeah, out. so she moved to Florence. Oh, okay. Like 10 years ago or six years ago. Uh, and she went to be a photographer and she became like this huge influencer in like photography used to think like uh, fashion shows she's like really cool. and if you look at her Instagram it's like oh her life is just like she has like a perfect life and she just you know yeah, takes, she pictures takes pictures yeah. but uh, I brought her in we did a Facebook live together and she talked about how many emails she sends a day how like she said like yeah everybody likes the photo of me uh, with a short skirt uh, standing next to a beautiful window but what they don't know is that when I enter my apartment, I'm just like with my glasses, sitting, writing hundreds of emails a day to different brands, trying to get connections. And I research hashtags, and I research who are the people that I need to be engaged with. Awesome. And, you, you, and, and what I love about her so much, first of all, she's a tremendous person. She's amazing. You see her, and, you see, and you, she has this energy, and you feel like, oh, that's, she's one of those girls who everybody's like automatically attracted to, to like their focus is on them. And that's why she's winning. And she'll show you that how much work she puts into it. Wow. And you will see like, oh, she got you a bag. You opened for- my eyes, Roy. Well, I'm happy to eyes. help you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not only a host. I'm also a user. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, yeah. And she would be like, this is a tremendous amount of work you put in. She's like, wherever you see a video of like, oh, this, I'm, I'm unboxing. It's really annoying because like, I, I, okay, I get it. I mean, it's just, people, I want to share something. The internet is not real, okay? And every time I discover another aspect that's not real, it makes me feel really annoyed. Because the honest God truth is that I follow people because I see something that I like. And then I'm like, cool, let's do it. But I didn't know that they put hours upon hours in the background yeah. to, um, to make sure it reaches me. Exactly. So in, well, internet is a lot of hard work. And people, you know, it's just about putting the work day in, day out. And there's no other way around it. That feels like a full-time job. It, it's her full-time job. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. And every time you see her unboxing, like, a lipstick, whatever, she has, the like... Ching. No, I'm uh, sorry. No, no. She, like, spends, like, 30 minutes thinking the angle. She has, actually, like, lightning in the house. You know, the whole fucking thing. Um, and that's a lot of work. Crazy. So... Instagram framework. This was it, I think, for today. This was a long show. Yeah, it was long. Well, no, it might be shorter. Well, well, I'll shorten it down. But the idea is that we'd like to thank you for listening. There's a ton of information in this yeah. episode. I mean, a lot. So if you're listening, I hope that you have a pen and paper. Or you can actually go to our website and find some of this uh, information there. Not all of it, because we want you to listen. Because we want to listen to us. Listen. Yeah. But so, there'll, be, there'll be stuff there. I um, want to thank... All of you for continuously listening. We're seeing it in our in our analytics. Yeah, I don't do that much work. God damn it! But I but I do 
see it. Um, and again, like every week, if you like what you hear, if you're enjoying the crisp sound of fries, share it, share it like an STD. <laughs> Just uh, get it around and let it spread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> review, comment, keep safe, use protection. Yeah. Uh, give us the five-star rating. We want the five-star rating. Give me that. Five-star. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great one. And uh, we'll see you. We'll hear you. See you. We'll, we'll be back with you. Next episode. 008. Double